D-R-A-F-T-Y, that's the way we spell Drafty, 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 D-R-A-F-T-Y, that's the way we spell Drafty, 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 hey, hey, yeah man, I'm like a cheerleader, works for me, you wanna like do the thing where you start the show, yeah, okay, welcome to the Smooth Squirrel Drafty Show, I'm your host Smooth and with me is Squirrel. That's right, I'm Squirrel, a.k.a. Doug, that's Smooth, a.k.a. Nathan, and we're here to bring you all things drafty. That's the D, the R, the A, the F, the T, and of course the Y. Why? Because we love you. And it's always for you. It is. Guys, it is November 23rd, that's Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving Eve, so uh, we're super thankful that you're listening to us. I hope you're thankful for things. Yeah. Lights randomly dimming. Yeah, I mean, that happens in the studio, but mostly for, like, family, friends, loved ones, yep. a pet, yep. your job, mm. the fact that COVID's not COVID, but, but still COVID? It's COVID. It's, like, COVID's here to stay. It's not as covid It's like the drunk uncle. Ugh. Go home, COVID, you're drunk. Yeah. You try not to invite him, but yet he keeps getting invited. Yeah, just like a vampire. Nope. Not the same. Not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. All right, so this week, we're going to start with D. I know, shocking. I mean, I didn't know any other letter to start with. Yeah, I believe that's the first letter of the alphabet. Yep, the it dra- sure is in ours. draft a bet All right, and this week, D is for deals. Oh, yeah? Now, two days from now... You got Black Friday. Yep. Black Friday's full of great deals for shopping. Now let's recap, okay? Pre-COVID. We'll start with 2019. Sure. No, we'll go 2018 because 2019 was the beginning of the... But anyways, 2018, you could go to Walmart on Thanksgiving Day and start shopping at like 4 p.m. Yep. Places were just making it sooner and yep. sooner and sooner. Then COVID hit. Now, we don't have to worry about that. Now, Walmart's closed on Thanksgiving. It's also not 24-7, which is a little inconvenient for me personally. But, yeah, nonetheless, people are allowed to stay home with their families on holidays, and that's what holidays are for. So, I like now, everywhere's closed on Thanksgiving and usually opens up early Friday, Black Friday, for shopping. And that's where right. we get our deals. So, well, when I was a kid... Like, that was how you had to do it. You had to go stand outside in the freezing cold for a store to open at, like, four in the morning. Yeah, the only thing I ever stood outside for was, like, GameCube release. Yeah, I did that a lot for video game stuff. Mm -hmm. I was pretty big into nerddom. But none of these places are sponsors, by the way. But Walmart, in particular, has a lot of great deals. And if you're a Walmart Plus member, which I am. You are? Yeah. I can get deals today yes i'm also a walmart plus member so do you use the paramount plus deal too yeah it's pretty awesome yeah they're not a sponsor neither place but it's really convenient because that's how i got my ps5 yeah so just uh just a little shopping tip there um just you know keep an eye out keep a lookout you know look out for people when you're out there shopping and going through all the crazy black friday deals and that's that's like another good thing about 2022 like uh best buy if you're a best buy rewards member uh they've been doing monthly or monday special black friday previews for like a month so like 
on Monday, they'll be like, hey, it's going to be this price on Black Friday, but you can get it today for that price. And a lot of them are online deals. Yes. Which is nice, because you don't have to go. Yeah, you don't have to go outside. You don't have to leave your house. You can be a hermit and still get good Black Friday deals. Yeah, I don't like crowds. I don't like people. One time I went to Target for Black Friday. This would have been, I guess, 2002. Man, I was in high school. Uh, Yeah, I was selling weed out of a gas station. Um, And then, like, these ladies that worked at the gas station were like, we're going to go Black Friday shopping. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, okay. And they had, like, a big TV, right? And that was a big deal. And so I was trying to get it for this lady, Pam. She was like, we need to get this TV. And I was like, all right. I'm fast. And a lady threw a cup of hot coffee on my chest to get the TV from me. Did she get the TV from you? She did. Because coffee is hot and hurts. Not cool. And I have never gone Black Friday shopping again. I'm just scrolling through some deals here. Yeah? You can get a 75-inch Samsung LED for $579.99. That's a good deal. Yeah. That's that's a hell of a deal. You can get a 60-inch for $400 on Black Friday deals. That's a good deal. It's crazy. This is the best time of the year to buy a TV. Well, yeah. Yeah. Also, some noise-canceling headphones. I think my daughter needs some of those. My girl daughter. Yeah, yeah. We only have a girl daughter, right? Yeah. But still, like, I feel like, you know, the way you announce. Well, because there's one daughter. each. Yeah. Both daughters. Yeah, I got a boy one and a girl one. Yeah. So I just like to clarify. Okay. But, so anyways, I just... You know, be on the lookout for deals, but be safe. You know, don't run anybody over or throw coffee on anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's just rude. Yeah. I just hate it. I don't even like going to Target because it gives me PTSD. Really? Uh, P-T-C-O-M-S-D. Which Target was it? The one in Lafayette. That's a nice Target, too. Not for me. Man, I love their grocery side. Do Can you go good, on that side? No. Like, I don't. No? No. I mean, I, like, if I'm in Lafayette, I'm probably just going to get fresh time. Yeah, fresh time and Sushi Don's. Well, uh, you don't grocery shop at Sushi Don's. Maybe you don't. That's a weird place to grocery shop, my boy. I mean... Although they have cans of, giant cans of boba tea. Yeah. That are, like, the size of monsters. The banana boba tea. It's really good. Um. Yeah, I love Sushi Don. Guys, D is also for Don. Yeah, Sushi, Sushi Don. Don. And they have great Korean wings. Um, they do. My, my girl daughter loves those. The tuna meat salmon, very fantastic. Uh, they have these things called magic mushrooms, which are deep fried mushrooms. I know you don't like mushrooms, Doug. It's not that I don't like them. It's got crab and cream cheese and green onion in them. Oh Dang. my God, they're so good. That does sound really good. Yeah, minus the mushroom part. Right, yeah. Oh no, I mean, like I like them. I'm just allergic. But I'm glad that I could tell you about this because... I got a thing called a volcano roll. Oh, yeah. I get the volcano roll. I'm fucking with that every time. Do you get the 007 roll? No, but I've seen the 007 roll. 007 roll is the bomb, dude. Like, the volcano roll is the first time I ever bought a roll, ate the roll, and didn't want a second roll, and could barely finish that volcano roll. This is a lot. You and I differ because I will eat that one and like a spicy tuna roll. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Also, that lobster roll I had a couple weeks yeah. ago was really good. So you want to go to Sushi Don's after this? I think we should. Do you want to pause and just go now? 
Should we? Okay. Okay. And we're back. Dude, that was good. It was great sushi. I loved it. This is uh, a great idea. I think we should just pause after every letter from now on. I don't know how I ate another volcano roll and yeah. mushrooms. See, that's the thing. You didn't have another roll, but you did eat those mushrooms. Which I yeah. feel like is the same as me eating two rolls. Okay. Well, the volcano roll is like two rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Yeah. What letter are we on? Uh, we were on D. I think it's time for R. And R is for? R is for reconnect. Guys, today is November 23rd, Drinksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, Blackout Wednesday, whatever you want to call it, Hell Night. Uh, that's if you're like working in the bar. Oh. Okay. It's like the worst night of the year. Okay. Because everybody's back in home. You know, like Shane is probably already home right now. He's, he goes yeah. up north. Do you think he's going to a bar? I mean, probably not, but if he wanted to, he could participate. In Hell Night. Yes, because it celebrated the night before Thanksgiving, which is today, November 23rd. Drinksgiving is the ultimate homecoming celebration. Local bars are packed, and adults return home for Thanksgiving to meet up with friends and family. You know, it's like a little mini high school reunion every year. Uh, but it's also super remember, it's super important to remember to have a DD. Like, don't drive drunk. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Yes, it is. Call a Lyft, call an Uber, call a Jordan. You know, whatever it is. And get... Don't drive drunk. But, if you're gonna drink and you want to impress your friends, I have a few cocktails that you can order. Oh, I'm all ears. Okay, so first is a pink Cadillac. It's two ounces of tequila, one ounce of uh, Cointreau, or triple sec. And a half ounce of lime juice. Shake it straight into a cocktail glass. If you want to coat it in salt, you can. And then top with a little uh, chambord or any kind of like raspberry or pink liquor. So it's sort of like a pink margarita. If you're not into... I don't know how I'd feel about it. I get that, bud. How about a Rolls Royce then? Okay, now now it sounds fancy. Okay, it's a cocktail that's sort of like a sidecar, but gin-based. Okay. So it's two ounces of gin, half ounce of vermouth, dry, half ounce of sweet vermouth, and then just shaken, strained, poured into a cocktail glass. Uh, it's kind of like a, like a gin martini. Okay, that sounds good. It is. Also, one of my personal favorites, Imperial Fizz. That's two ounces of whiskey or bourbon. Uh, I usually do it with bourbon. Lemon juice and uh, half an ounce of simple syrup, shaken well, poured into a highball glass, and then add some soda water. Okay. For a nice, like, fizzy. It's light, it's refreshing, it's sort of like a whiskey highball, but uh, just a little sweeter because of the simple syrup. I like it. Uh, we also have the Busy Izzy Highball. Fancy schmancy name there. Fizzy, fizzy Busy? Yes. Okay. Busy, fizzy, busy Izzy. Busy Izzy. Yes. I, I put this one on here for you. Oh, okay. It's one ounce of pineapple juice. I do love pineapple juice. One ounce of any kind of sherry, preferably like a Lusto. One ounce rye whiskey. Half ounce lemon juice, half ounce simple syrup, and a little bit of Angostura bitters, and then you fill with club soda. 
and it's like a nice highball cocktail. Oh man, I'd try that. Yeah, it, it's super uh, citrusy with the pineapple, and it, it's tastes like a gummy bear. I love gummy bears. Yeah, here's one that I think Shane would like. Okay, it's called Breakfast at Tiffany's. I kind of went and made cocktails for everybody. Okay. This is two ounces of gin, one ounce of lemon juice, two uh, dashes of bitters, a little bit of your favorite jam, and ginger beer. Shane does love ginger beer. Yeah, so you combine the gin, the lemon juice, and the jam into a shaker. You shake it, you straight into uh, a jam jar, and then you top with ginger beer and garnish with a lime wedge. Okay. Okay. I like it. Right. Uh, Okay. I thought Cassie, Cassandra, you know, wife of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negronis are very popular right now. Okay. Which is a nice, classy Italian drink. Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, gin, Campari, sweet vermouth, and a little bit of orange peel for garnish. They're like the trendy hipster drink right now. She can uh, drink that while she's listening to Midnight's. There you go. Yeah. And then for Dave. Uh, oh, we love Dave. The Dark and the Stormy. Ooh. That's two ounces of black seal rum or any dark rum. Uh, I like goslings for this. Okay. Uh, three ounces of ginger beer, squeeze of fresh lime juice, and then a lime wheel to garnish. Uh, put it in a highball glass, just add the rum and the ginger beer, and then lime to taste. I feel like uh, Dave being half pirate. We would really like this. He's totally half pirate, too. And then also, I have the uh, morning after drink. You know, if you go out too long, too partied, too much. Uh, this is called the Painkiller Cocktail. It's a take on a screwdriver. Okay. You know, get the hair of the dog to get yeah. ready for Thanksgiving morning. Four ounces of pineapple juice, two ounces dark rum, one ounce orange juice, one ounce cream of coconut. Uh, fill a cocktail shaker with ice add the pineapple juice, rum, orange, and coconut shake it pour it into a glass with ice add a little nutmeg and then garnish with your orange slice very nice Yeah, so it's that a, actually sounds really good yeah it's a nice uh, Thanksgiving morning get you started for that long long day cooking or dealing with family because we all know that can be a headache. So as you're going out tonight, remember those drinks. Maybe order them at a bar. Or if you're entertaining guests at home, make them. Yep. If you can't tell, I'm a bourbon, rum, gin guy. Most of my drinks kind of came from there. And you're getting this podcast if you download it at noon. You know, that's plenty of time to hit up your local that's liquor right, store. That's right, Hit Drizzly. But don't drink and drive. No. Do drink and drive. That's yep. terrible. If you're gonna drink, do watermelon crawl. I don't know the lyrics. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. If you drink, don't drive. Yeah. You do the watermelon crawl. There you go. So that was R. And then now we got A. And A, A is for after school specials. This is our game this week, guys. Oh, I love it. So. ABC kicked off after school special series in 1972, and the program ran for 25 years to the summer of 1997. And as a child of the 80s, also a child of the 80s, I'm sure that you saw a lot of these after school specials, whether at home or in class 
I'm sure I did. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anything retained, but we're getting ready to find out. Well, buddy, I hope it did, because you have a nice little 12-question quiz. Oh, great. So here's how the game works, bud. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to give you the synopsis of an after-school special. I am then going to give you three names. You have to tell me what the actual name of that after-school special was. Okay, go ahead. In this 1973 entry, Jodie Foster is a lone girl on a Little League team, and the crowds are tough. When she enters the game, booze and hisses emerge from the bleachers. Ugh. All that changes once she hits the game-winning home run. Now, is that called Casey at bat, rookie of the year, or let her play? I bet it's uh, Casey at bat. You would be wrong. It is rookie of the year. Uh, no, that had uh, that... Thomas Ian or whatever his name was. Yeah, the guy I've seen that, it. Yeah, the guy that came the in the tendons beer cup. healed a little tight. Yeah, yeah, he did come in a cup. <laughs> that was in America. That's when he got older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, he was a kid in King Arthur's court. Um, was he? Yeah. Oh, he was. Okay. Okay. Uh, so number two. Okay. Brady Bunch fanatics. Have this one stuck in the brain. It featured both Chris Knight and Eve Plume, but they did not headline. Young Sarah, played by Heather Trotton, who also appeared in Sarah G, Portraits of a Teenage Alcoholic, with Linda Blair and Mark Hamill, copes with raising her handicapped brother. This one tugged on the heartstrings good and hard. Was it called Sarah's Summer of the Swans, Sarah's Summer of the Sparrows, or Sarah's Summer of the Swallows? Uh, I have no idea. So going with the way that I got through high school where the answers always see, I'm going to pick the third one. And that is? The Swallows. No. Sarah's Summer of the Swallows, which also sounds like a terrible porn name. But it's also a bird. Okay. It was actually Sarah's Summer of the Swans. Okay. I'm not doing good at this. No, you're 0 for 2, but you're going to get this one. I feel like you're going to get this one. Okay. A boy with a stuttering problem discovers the joyful world of figure skating. You know that old tale. We're not sure how the two things are related, but the kid does find his confidence on the ice. Rance Howard, father of Ron and Clint Howard, plays the kid's father and brings a surprisingly heavy tone to this story. You'll notice I didn't stutter through any of that. Uh, I had to fight really, really hard to not. Mm-hmm. Was this called Ice in the Veins? Cool as ice, or the skating rink. Uh, cool as ice. Nope, that was a vanilla ice movie uh, where he drove a purple, purple motorcycle. Uh, it was a skating rink. Lame. Are you ready? I guess. Question four. All right, you're gonna get this one. Yeah, sure. The following day at school, your classmates were undeniably shouting this one, shouting, "You can do it, Duffy Moon." A short kid in the sixth grade, played by Ike Eisenman, uses a magic book to increase his stature in the school and, and in life. You can do it, Duffy Moon, is a self-motivational mantra he repeats in his head, and we still do it decades later. Was this tale called The Amazing Cosmic Awareness of Duffy Moon, The Spectacular Galactic Knowledge of Duffy Moon, or The Astounding New Popularity of Duffy Moon? The astounding popularity of Duffy Moon. I'm sorry. It was amazing cosmic awareness. Mm. 
I really cool. thought you were going to get that one. Yeah. You don't remember that one? I, re- I actually no, remember that one. I don't remember one. any of these. Really? Yeah. Huh. Are they all from the 70s? No. Only the first one was from the 70s. Oh, God. All right. You'll get this one. Because... I feel like I changed the channel and watched cartoons. This one I remember being in my health class. Perhaps you watched this one as well in your science classroom as it explains childbirth. There was one problem. It did a rather terrible job at teaching the birds of the bees. This sex ad film simply says when a man and a woman are intimate and shows two silhouettes hugging. In other words, young children jump to the conclusion that kissing makes you pregnant. Nevertheless, it did win a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Informational Special. Was it called My Mom's Having a Baby? Julie Learns the Birds and the Bees? Or Mommy, Where Did Buffy Come From? Julie learns the birds and the bees. No, I'm sorry. It's my mom was having a baby. So these are simple things. I got it. Yeah, it's usually the simplest one. Simple answer, and then I make two stupid things. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm a hack. Uh Uh-huh. All right, question six. You're going to get this one. The simplest one. A mentally challenged teenager tries to make friends with the neighborhood kids. He overcomes their wariness through his own spirit and determination. And that pretty much sums up most of these after-school specials. Was it called, Jackson Makes a Friend, Hewitt's Just Different, or Harvey Kicks the Can? Jackson Makes a Friend. No, I'm sorry. Hewitt's Just Different. Oh, my God. This is Jackson Hewitt. Uh-huh. I made a text Yeah, joke. I know what you did. I liked that joke. I'm yeah. sorry. All right. Here's one with Christy McNichol. I don't know who that is. What the fuck, dude? All right, Christy McNichol leads in this story about a trio of orphans who bounce around from foster family to foster family. It was the third and final after-school special for McNichol, who had honed her chops in Fawn's story and Me and Dad's New Wife. Now, was that called, three's a crowd, The Pinballs, or Carrie Can't Keep Crying? Is it The Pinballs? It is The Pinballs! Oh my god, I wonder how I got that. Because it was the most basic one. Yeah. All right, you're going to get this one, too. Okay. If the adolescent lead character didn't have a disability, ABC loved to flip the script and depict a teen with parents who had disabilities. In this classic example, Rosanna Arquette plays the daughter of a deaf couple. Of course, she's initially ashamed until she learns to accept. Was that called Mom and Dad Can't Hear Me? Sign language of the times or screams of silence. Mom and dad can't hear me. That's correct. That oh, is correct. Okay. You are two for eight, bud. Yeah. Yeah. How many more is left? Just four. Oh. You got this, dude. Yeah. You could finish this with 50 50, which in a Doug quiz is hard. Yeah, that's true. All right. Robbie, cousin Oliver Wrist, is Calvin Brundage, a depressed rich kid who earns seven wishes from a genie. Of course, he uses the supernatural powers to oppress a girl, played by Cynthia Nixon. And it goes without saying that magic does not go his way. Was this called, Calvin Gets Magical, I Wish She'd Like Me, or Seven Wishes of a Rich Kid? It's one of the first two. Do you want me to do them again? Hold on. I Wish She Liked Me. No, Seven Wishes of a Rich Kid. Remember, you gotta be real generic. Alright, here's another one from the 70s. So you're gonna get this one. In 1975, a 13-year-old develops a deep crush on a cheerleader. The lead in this, Alfred Lutter, would later go on to star in the Bad News Bears. Was it called 
Be e aggressive in love. It must be love because I feel so dumb. Or will you dance with me, Jenny? Will you dance with me, Jenny? No, I'm sorry. It must be love because I feel so dumb. I hate this. Do you hate it? I hate it. All right, you're going to get this one. Uh-huh. I, I feel like if you don't get this one, like, you're not listening. <laughs> this one's bad. Okay. I, I don't really like this one. A Puerto Rican boy from Florida moves to the Big Apple, befriends Patrick, forms a band, and plays Danny Barr in an Irish restaurant. Is it called New York City is too far from Tampa Blues, Corn Beef and Tostones, or Mi Amigo Patrick? You said it's real bad? Yeah. Am I picking the worst one? No, I mean, like, I feel like I did bad on this question. I'm going to go with the first one. You are correct. New York City is too far from Tampa Blues. Although that second one was dumb as shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't all be genius, but all right. Okay, this last one. Vigo Mortensen is the big name, honing his skills in this drama about a cop who goes undercover as a high school student to bust a. Dr- Hang on, this might have just been an episode of Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, okay. Was it called Reefer Referral? High school narc or two plus two equals stoned. I want it to be two plus two <laughs> equals stoned. I do too. Maybe we should make yeah. that. <laughs> it was high school narc. Uh, so we got four. Whoop. That's not bad. I guess not. Okay. How did you guys do, guys? Let Maybe. me know. Email us at draftqgmail.com or call a score line. At 765-242-5978. Before we jump into F. Okay. We have an email. Oh, shit. It's okay. I wanted to do it before F. All right. So, Zach wrote us, everyone. And he said, hey, guys, I'm back with my next email and my next letter. And the letter is A. And A is for argument. With the holiday season fast approaching, I thought that we would bring up an argument that Nathan and I had. Now I'm speaking from Zach's viewpoint, not my own. The argument was whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Now Zach's stance on this is as follows. I know this isn't popular stance, but it's truth. It's a great action movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. And my evidence for that not being a Christmas movie is as follows. Number one. Die Hard's release date was July 22nd. FYI, most Christmas movies are not released in July. Number two, Bruce Willis has said that it's not a Christmas movie. Number three, it has no theme that even remotely identifies with Christmas. The main character does not interact with anything related to Christmas. I know you're going to have arguments on this, Doug. Having Christmas lights, a tree in the background is not enough to qualify it as a Christmas movie. Number four, <clears throat> Die Hard is an action movie set at Christmas time. Very little would change in <laughs> change if the time of the year was moved. I know that is an argument that is used to explain why Home Alone is also not a Christmas movie. I don't understand that, but I would counter that the least. That at least the main character decorates a tree in Home Alone. I know a lot of people have the opinion that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and watch it as one of their holiday traditions. 
If that's the case, then I would encourage you to keep doing it. Traditions are a great way of instilling long-lasting memories with friends and loved ones. And then he said, all right, Nathan, the floor is yours. Well, here's the thing, Zach. It's my damn show. You're just lucky to listen to it, pal. And here's the thing. I'm not going to engage in this argument right now because I feel like we need to give another holiday. It's just desserts. And that's Thanksgiving. So for F, because we're on F, we're going to talk about films. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving films. Okay. I didn't know there were Thanksgiving films. There's 55 films that are Thanksgiving related, according to harpersbazaar.com. Harper's Bazaar. That's the name of the website. So, I'm not going to read you all 55, because Jesus Christ, that would take forever. But, number one is a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's the only Thanksgiving movie there is. Number two, You Got Mail. That's a Thanksgiving movie? Yes, because it says right here, join in on both Kathleen and Joe's Thanksgiving celebrations, both of which feature a little song and dance in this classic rom-com. Huh. It does happen around Thanksgiving. That is the last of the Tom Hanks, Meg Riley, and Love Trilogy. Now, number three, Tower Heist with Ben Stiller, which Uh, happens right around the Macy's Thanksgiving Day That is true. I forgot that was even a movie. Now I'm going to skip four and go straight to five because number five is Knives Out, which occurred during Thanksgiving at a family function. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see Glass Onion. (laughs) All right. Let me skip a couple more here. Now, this at number nine was The Blind Side. And it says it is a sentimental Thanksgiving movie. Because it has a Thanksgiving scene. I don't agree with that. That takes place over a long period of time. It does take place over so a long period of time. So it's not a Thanksgiving movie. But, number 10, I will give this to, Adam's Family Values takes place while they're at a summer camp, but they have Thanksgiving at that summer camp, and Pugsley dresses up as a turkey, but it's and not, they put on a whole show. But it's not... During I'm going to give it Thanksgiving props. It's summer camp. Number 15 is Garfield, Garfield's Thanksgiving. I okay. mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Right, right. I Here's another one for you. Number 17. Steve Carell played in this. Dan in Real Life. Have you ever seen this movie? Yeah, I like that movie, but it's another movie that's not... It takes place during Thanksgiving. Part of it, but it goes over like a, like a year of his life. Not necessarily a year. It goes over a weekend, and then it eventually like goes off of that. But it's yeah. during a Thanksgiving time frame where he's going back and seeing his family. Yes. Okay. Oh, this is a Thanksgiving movie. No one can deny it. Number 19. Son-in-law with Polly Shore. Fuck. That's not wrong. That's that is not wrong. not wrong. Yeah, I know. I just watched that, too. Um, there's a movie called, and I've never seen it, The Object of My Affection. I don't. I haven't seen that one Which, either. Which uh, is when Jennifer Aniston goes to a friend's giving party. Also, you know who's in it? Her gay best friend in this, Paul Rudd. Huh. Yeah. So this had to be like one of those early like '90s, maybe 2000s movies. Oh, it had to have been a 2000s movie. So that's pretty cool. Let's see what else we can find here. Alfred Hitchcock did this classic, uh, North by Northwest. Uh, that's another one that's not like 
that takes place over time. Like, I got one for you that you're going to argue about. It's a Stallone movie. Are you ready? No. Rocky. No! The fight occurs on Thanksgiving, Doug. But it's, like, it's over a long period of time. It's not a Thanksgiving. It's, he's training for the fight, yes. But it's, like, okay, a Thanksgiving movie is a movie that happens at Thanksgiving. Only these, at Thanksgiving? These are movies that, like, include Thanksgiving at some point. Okay, what about a Christmas movie that happens on Thanksgiving? What? Miracle on 34th Street. Does that happen at Thanksgiving? Goes on during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Not the whole thing, though. Well, I mean, the ending of it, though, that's where she meets Santa Claus. But she... No. No, you disagree? Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's see how it is, Doug. Here's one you can't deny. Number 32. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I'll give you that one. I'll yeah. give you that one. They're going home. Yep. For Thanksgiving. Here's another classic Ed O'Neill. Dutch. I haven't seen Dutch in a really long time. Great fucking movie. I want to watch. You want to watch Dutch? I do want to watch Dutch. Next we week, D that. for Dutch? No, D for Dutch. You want to do a movie review on Dutch? Yeah. I'm all about that. I love that movie. Dude, I'm in. Like, for real. Skies next week, D is for Dutch. Get rid of ones. Grumpy Old Men. Is that during Thanksgiving? It, it happens during Thanksgiving. Now, it happens over a period of time. Yeah. But still Thanksgiving. See, like, I feel like they're they're shoehorning in a lot. Yeah. How about Scent of a Woman with Chris O'Donnell? Yeah, I don't Al Pacino? I mean, I don't remember that movie enough. I remember, like, she had a great ass. That's about it. I got a really good uh, movie that is unknown to a lot of people. Number 36 on this. The Ice Storm. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Elijah Wood. Uh, Kevin Klein. Like, a lot of actors are in this. It all goes over the course of... Uh, oh, Sigourney Weaver's also in this. Tobey Maguire's in yeah, this. Yeah. Fuck, there's so many names. It's a good movie. It goes over the course of an ice storm that happens during Thanksgiving break where all the parents go to a uh, swingers party. Okay. I so. think... I think... No, it's not Tobey Maguire. No, it's Elijah Wood. I think he gets, like, electrocuted. That seems like a very Elijah Wood thing to do. Now, here's a really good movie I really enjoyed, and it's got Rob Lowe. In it. Not Rob Lowe. Robert Downey Jr. in it. Those are not the same Not people. the same. It also has uh, David Duchovny in it. Okay. It's called Home for the Holidays, which takes place about Thanksgiving. Really? Yes. Super good movie. Uh, Holly Hunter is the main character in it. I totally recommend this. Uh, Jodie Foster directed this comedy. Oh, shit. And we keep scrolling. We're at number 40 now, and on number 40, this is one I don't agree with. Funny people. No, that takes place over a period of time. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, like and, and when we get closer to Christmas, Zach, we'll go through and explain to you in every way in which you are wrong about Die Hard. We're not talking about Die Hard. Yet. I know, but... Like, We're not going to give him the I, I know. The I'm just... I'm, I'm foreshadowing. Okay. Uh for a movie to be about a holiday, it needs to, like, not, if not entirely, a majority of the movie needs to take place on that holiday. Like, you can't just be like, there was a, there was a Thanksgiving scene in Talladega Nights. So. I know. think there was, wasn't there? Yeah, there is, but it's not a Thanksgiving movie. Well, it's not on this list, so technically it doesn't count anyway. Number 44 is Jim Henson's Turkey Hallow. I've never seen that, and I'm a huge I, Jim Henson guy. I don't know what it is, but. 
I assume it has puppets. It does have weird puppet creatures. Why hasn't there been a Muppet Thanksgiving? That's a good question. I don't know. You want to direct a Muppet Thanksgiving with me? Maybe. That's a good possibility. How about something from Bloomhouse called Pilgrim? Dude. You know that's about Thanksgiving. I watched that. That movie is... Yeah? Gross. Here's one for... It's a Thanksgiving movie, but let's face it. It's not a Thanksgiving movie, okay? But it's got Devin Sawa on it, and it's called Black Friday. It's about a zombie apocalypse um, on Black Friday. I know. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Um, Let's see. Number 49. This is an excellent movie. I love Mark Wahlberg. Four Brothers. Not a Thanksgiving movie. It, but they have a Thanksgiving. That, it, it, they are all, that they movie all go takes home place for it. over their fucking lives. Yeah, but I mean, a majority of it is right during the holidays, and it's Thanksgiving is the catalyst. Mm, I disagree. Because cause their mom was going to get a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, but that movie takes place like two weeks after that. Also at number 50, another Mark Wahlberg movie, Instant Family. I don't know Which that apparently one. is over a Thanksgiving dinner. And it's when you reunite with family, both estranged and close-knit. I haven't seen that one. It's got Rose Byrne in it, too. Yeah? Number 51, you're going to argue about, but Silver Linings Playbook is considered a Thanksgiving movie. No, it's not. You don't believe it is? No, because it takes place over a long time. How about a silent film from 1925 called The Gold Rush with Charlie Chaplin? I mean, I don't... I. I haven't seen that movie in, since I went to it film school. It says, hungry and humble, Charlie spends his holiday making do with what he has, boiling up shoes and feasting upon them. Yes, a shoe. He eats a shoe for Thanksgiving dinner. Like, I had to watch that in film studies, but I, I don't remember that it ever was like, it's on Thanksgiving. So, But I'm not going to argue with that one. And lastly, PPR would be proud. So last one on here. Number 55, The Weatherman. With Nicolas Cage. I've never seen that. I'm not a Nicolas Cage guy. It did take place during a very dreary time on Thanksgiving and the holidays in New York. Huh. So. So there are more Thanksgiving movies than I thought, but some legit, less than some that list has. <laughs> Nonetheless, we will do a workup on, on Die Hard, but the thing is, is I'm not... Like, let's enjoy Thanksgiving first. Yeah. Okay. Let's appreciate the holidays that we have. Yeah. Everybody's okay. going too fast. Yeah. Like, there's, like, Halloween stuff in August now. There's Christmas stuff in October. Like, a tree doesn't go up until after Thanksgiving, in my opinion. Zach probably had his up right after Halloween. See, here's the thing with me, man. Like, I want a Christmas tree to go up, like, the 23rd, and I want it to go down the 26th. No, I mean, I want to take it down the night of Christmas and get yeah. it put up. Yeah, well... I'm not a, I don't like, I don't like decorations. You don't? No, it's too gaudy. Hmm. Uh, so, anyways, F is for film. F is for film. Now, and T, that was a good one. I thought so. I thought it was fun. I liked it. No, that was yeah, good. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Christmas films, because trust me, Christmas is my fam favorite time of the year. Mine is not, but, like, there's not a whole lot of Flag Day movies. Uh, okay, guys, this week, because it's Thanksgiving, Nathan and I were like, why don't we make T and Y together be thank and you? Uh, the Squirrel Line's kind of been getting more popular. We're, we're slowly starting to get more and more calls each week. Sometimes about our car's extended warranty. 
Right, yeah. I don't know how they get these numbers. I don't know either. Unless they listen to the show, because you could find out that the squirrel line is 765-242-5978, where you can call, ask any question you want, and Nathan and I will do our damnedest to answer that question. To the best of our abilities. To the best of our abilities. Even if we have to pee in a pool. That was an Abby thing. Right. I, know. I mean, like, I'll pee into a pool, but I'm not going to get into a pool and pee. Like, I'll stand on the side and go in. But I'm not going to get in the pool to pee. That's fair. That's too much effort. Yeah. That's why I got a fire hose. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you need a minute? Nope. I'm good. So this week, we are going to play five voicemails from listeners. Wow. And answer each and every one of those questions. Let's do it. Okay. First up, we're going to go with Bandy. Good old Bandy. Hello, Douglas. Hello, Nathaniel. This is uh, Bandy. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm calling because I want to know how long have you guys been best friends? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to leave a voicemail. Again, my name is Bandy, just to make that clear. Have a good day. Okay, so that was... Bandy. Sounded like a fake name. Sounded like a fake name. Sounded like a fake voice. Yeah. But a real question. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you not agree? No, I'm listening. Okay, so how do we become best friends? A long time ago, in two previous lives for me, I used to manage some restaurants in which Nathan's... Were you guys roommates yet? Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan had a roommate known as Russell... Also known as PPR, you guys might have heard of him. Prince Producer. Professor Producer. 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 Professor, pro, yeah. yeah. Professor Producer. Yeah. He's all the P's. Yeah. Whatever you want to stick in there. He worked for me, and he brought this guy in. This guy was like, let me try these Mexican wings that people are talking about. And I was like, sure thing, homie. So I went back, and I made the wings, and he was like, these are delicious. And I was like, thanks, man. That's my recipe. And then we like kind of bonded. Yep. And we fast forward, what, like eight months? Yeah, okay. Like, we, like, both like wrestling, so we watched some pay-per-views together mm-hmm. uh, at the original Drafty, not this Drafty. Yeah, before we moved. Uh, and we started to, like, hit it off, and then fast forward, like, eight months, and they were like, hey, we're gonna start doing podcasts. And then we were both wrestling people, right? Yeah, so um, started. We were going to do a wrestling podcast. Uh, we came up with a name, kind of. Sure. And then uh, Shane and I started did one episode, and then we were like, "Well, what?" Or Russell was like, "What if we put Doug in there?" And then the chemistry that we had was undeniable. Oh yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't not put us together. Yeah. So. You're welcome. Yeah, and then we just like started hanging out, working on show stuff, and discovered that we were like super simpatico. Yep, we like all the foods. Yeah, love the foods. We like all the 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 wrestlings. Yep, we like all the well, some of the footballs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I like I like football. You like, like baseball? Well, I like football too. Yeah, but you you like your baseball? Yeah, baseball is my favorite sport. I should start watching baseball. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with baseball. Is like, unless you grew up with baseball, I feel like it's not a sport you can get into later in life. All right. Hockey it is. Dude, I love hockey too. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I know that I'm super nerdy. Right? And I'm okay. super weird. And yeah. I'm like more than mildly effeminate. But. No more than some people. Well, I'm sure that I am less effeminate than some, but I feel like if if it's a spectrum, I'm I lean more towards the effeminate side. Okay. Uh, I love sports though. Like I love baseball, like we said, but I'm a huge football fan. I love hockey. I love watching football, soccer. Man, like World Cup has started right now. Like I'm into that. Like I watch sports. Like I, I fucking love watching sports. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I'm down. If you want to, I'm I'm a Blues guy, St. Louis Blues in hockey. Uh, of course, I'm rooting for America in the World Cup because yeah, patriotism, right? Uh, I'm a Colts guy. You're a Colts guy. I'm a Colts guy. Yeah, I'm if a I was co- gonna root for uh, if I was gonna root for a hockey team, man, uh, first team I ever seen live was the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, so I might I might have to go with them. I mean, they're a solid team. You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Anaheim Ducks, though. <laughs> Just from the Mighty Ducks thing. Well, now that the Los Angeles oh, Angels, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, it's like... They changed their name? It's a real long name now. Fuck it. Anyway, uh, there's like a, a new team out of Vegas that's kind of like the hot shit right now. Okay. Um, and I don't know, man. My blues have, My blues were good like two years ago. I feel like you just like St. Louis. Well, my family's from there, so like typically that's where I like. I grew up a Cardinals fan because my grandpa was from there. My uncle would always go to games, so I grew up going to games. But all right, so answer the first question. We did it, right? Yep. Friendship, friendship, and I feel like we should probably just get the Grover one out the way. Oh, I love Grover questions because obviously there's going to be a Grover question, right? All right. Okay. So this is, and I haven't listened to this yet. So oh, shit. I, I normally, I will try to edit these somewhat because he can go a little off the handle. I haven't listened to this. How long one. is it? I don't know. Let's uh, just find out. Okay. Doug, Jason, I'm sitting here thinking, I have this question for you guys. Um, so I had this buddy who has a very majestic beard. He's like, I don't know, four foot seven, uh, 290 pounds. Kind of looks like Steve Aoki. Um, and, and one day tells me this girl sends him this like boob pic. And I'm like, of course she does, because this man is an absolute God, right? Uh, beard just, out of this world, and to be honest, he can cook like nobody else that I've ever met. Huh? And so I asked him, I'm like, what did you send back to her? And he says, uh, just a text. And the text was, uh, okay, thanks. My question being, when you receive a boob pick, what is the proper response? Um, you know, should should a pick be followed with a pick, or should a pick just be followed with a 
Okay, thanks. That's my question. Well, thanks, Grover. We appreciate that. I'd like to take the reins on this. Um, Please do. I feel like it does sway gender-wise. Like, if a male receives a pick from a female, unsolicited or not, like, I really don't think it matters. Because unsolicited dick pics are not cool. Um, I don't think you should follow it up with a pick unless asked from a male's perspective. Because that's the only perspective I can answer from. You know, you should just feel lucky that you were lucky enough to receive one of those. Do, do I mean, are we doing this? What do you mean? Are we doing this? Oh, no, I was just giving my opinion uh, on I mean, it. like, are we leaving it there or do we tell the actual story? Do, do you want to tell the actual story? Fuck it. All right. Look, guys, I'm not four foot nine. I'm five nine. All right. So I'm not tall, but come on. Do I look like Steve Aoki? Maybe a little bit. I'm also not 290 pounds. Like, I'm overweight, but fuck, dude. Come on, man. Uh, all right. So this is what happened. Okay. I'm, like, recently fresh off my second divorce. We're, like, nine months out from it at this point in my life, right? I think I remember this particular occurrence. Yep. We're telling the story. All right. Go ahead. Okay. And I start chatting with, you know, female people. Right? And... I'm just talking to this person and it becomes too much too fast. Right? She starts snapping me a lot of provocative pictures. And I was like, I'm not like I, I, I can't do this right now. And then so I also have to go for my job and train in Kentucky, which is a state away. Right? And I have to go and train for two weeks. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. Okay, so I go, I train. And the, it's in Florence, and the Florence Water Tower has this painted on it, Florence, y'all, which makes me laugh every single time I see it. So I As take it a, should. I take a Snapchat of it. It says Florence, y'all. I remember. Then the next day, this person snaps me a picture of the water tower and says, hey, I'm here too. Let's hang out. And I say, oh, I was just there for the day. I'm already back in Indianapolis now. Ah, it sucks. Because that's fucking weird. I mean, it's a tad stalkerish. Tad? Tad stalkerish? It's way stalkerish. I hadn't talked to this person in like a month. She and, made the drive. And I didn't snap that picture to her. I put that on my story. Okay? Uh-huh. So, huge red flag. Oh, all the red flags? Every red yeah, flag? some red flags. Okay. So then let's wait another six fucking months, right? No contact, no nothing. I'm at work, working like a worker. I'm working. Yeah. And I see bloop, 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 this person's name. Not going to call him out on the show. I open it, and it's just tits. Right? Unprompted, unsolicited, unasked for. Just tits. Yeah. I can't just ignore it. You can see if someone opens it, right? That person knows I've opened it, right? It was on it was on a Snapchat. It was on Snapchat. Okay. That's how Snapchat works, right? You can see when somebody opens your yes, snap. Yes, you can. So I'm like, okay, what do I do here? So I just send a chat, no picture. Thank you. Not okay, thanks, by the way, because that's fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. I said, thank you. I mean, that was polite. Polite, because I am never not a gentleman. And then she, like, goes the fuck off. 
On you. Yeah. For what? what I mean. Because that's not the appropriate response. What was the response she wanted? I think she wanted my dick. I mean, I know she wanted my dick. I, I mean, obviously, she dick. drove for it. Right. So, what the fuck, dude? Like, I no. Like, I was not in the wrong on this at all. Like, I may be, like, a terrible person, but, like, this was not my fault. No, no, no. No, no, no. She obviously was way attached way fast. Yeah. And that's bad news bears. And you made it clear that you were not attached, correct? Correct. I hadn't spoken to her in a month before the first incident, yeah. and then six months after that incident. Yeah. Okay. After making it clear that, hey, this is, go this is too much. Like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks for clarifying that, Doug. So, I mean, I don't know about other things. Like, if it's a wanted boot pick and they, like, want to see it and you want to show it, go for it. Yeah. As long as you're all consenting adults. It's got to be consenting. Don't just send pictures to send pictures. Yeah. And I, like, I know you were, like, of a dick, but I'm going to say either way because I was assaulted by, like, breasts. Like, I've never been assaulted by breasts, personally. Like, if it's not asked for, if you're not already, like, in a situation where, like, it's been established that that is an okay act, neither side should initiate. Okay. I don't disagree with that. All right. So, I also, you know, if you know they're at work, don't send them anything at work. Yeah. I mean, like, I do work weird You don't want to get somebody fired. Right. You know? Because it's not, like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I'm a little heated on that. That's personal. Like, he was there. Like, that's... Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for dredging that up, yeah. Grover. So, all right, can we just move on? Yeah, content. I want to I lighten it up. Yeah, let's lighten it up. What do right. we got next? Voicemail number three is from Bill from Indy. I love Bill. Hey, it's uh, Bill from Indy. Smooth and Squirrel. I got a question for you. I don't know if it'll be as good a content as Grover. Uh, I didn't know I had this stupid competition, but... Uh, I was really wondering if you were to spoon with a centaur, right? You would be the little spoon. I mean, come on, he's half horse, so you're the little spoon. You're spooning with a centaur. Do you spoon with the human part of the body, like human chest against your back, or do you spoon with the horse part of the body? Do you have like horse? chest against your back like what's the configuration there because then you got like four feet in the way if you're against the horse body but it's bigger it's like warmer so it's definitely a big spoon but you also have the man you, you can't get the arm hug from the man side if you don't do the man side spoon i don't know where your thoughts let me know what you think how do you spoon with the centaur that's an excellent question. Okay. Um, I feel like you have to spoon with the human side. Um, just, I mean, because you're getting spooned. And then if you were to try to spoon, it might be easier to spoon with the horse side. But then that human upper part's going to probably feel like a little left out. Maybe, maybe you spoon with after the, after the centaurs fell asleep. You okay. spoon with the horse side. And All then right. you get spooned by the human side. Because people move around. Sometimes you're the little spoon, sometimes you're the big spoon. All right. Okay, I have thoughts. Go ahead. Okay, so I assume that a centaur is going to lay down like a horse lays down. Okay. Right, which is kind of like, they put the... 
they put the legs down and then they're mostly just like still vertical but down. Okay. I mean, I've seen a horse lay down just like my dog does. But so I think if a if a horse is laying like that, if a centaur is laying like that, I would spoon with the horse body. But if it's laying all the way down, I would agree with you where I would spoon with the man part of the body. Yeah. Because that's like if you're spooning with the if there if a centaur is laying on its side, right? Uh-huh. And so then like let's say like the legs are facing west, right? Then the body uh, the man part of the centaur will be facing east. Yeah. Because of like how a centaur you is need built. A big bed. Yeah, it would be an this. awkwardly shaped bed too. Yes. So I feel like if you were to spoon with the horse part of a centaur, you in a north south situation, like the, the, the body and head of the man part of the centaur would be facing a completely different direction. Yeah. So it'd be like you weren't even spooning. That's true. So I think you would have to spoon with the man part. It's official. Man part. Man part. Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna have to spoon with the man part. And and I'll also, Bill from Indy, you're not in competition. Not like, at all. Like we're we're a we're a community here at the Drafty Show. Like we're all on the same team. Yeah. We're all here trying to make the best show we can make as a community. Also, we want to field all your questions. Yeah, and that's what we're your doing. Answers this. that need answered, we're here for. And that's why we're doing two letters this week, just to get through all of these voicemails. And if you guys keep going and you guys keep hitting us with these voicemails, we're super appreciative of it. We may start doing just bonus mailbag episodes. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, you want more drafty show? Call in. All right. Number four of five this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is from Chad. Okay, Chad. Hello? Oh, this voicemail. Oh, I'm assuming. Oh, y'all Hey, fellas. Chad Lewis here. Uh, I'll just cut to the chase. So, you my wife. Last year, we were making this turkey. And we go to open it up. And, uh... Tell you the damn thing. There's what I would consider like a big turkey dog shoved right into the middle of this turkey. Now we just turn it all away. There's no reason for us to be cooking turkey dog. I didn't say anything to my wife. I didn't want her to think I was some pervert. But this year, uh, she sent me out to get another turkey, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been looking for, for dongless turkeys. not really sure where to find one. There's not even a dinner on the package. I'm confused. I'd like a female turkey so I don't have to touch the dong inside. It's just this, you guys, you fellas got to know what I'm talking about, this huge, long Alex-shaped item. I don't know if people enjoy eating turkey dicks or if you make like a, a broth or something out of it. Personally, I don't enjoy eating turkey dicks. My question 
where can I find a female bird without one of those big, long turkey dongs in it? I'm 100% anti-turkey dong. If I have to, I'll, I'll order a ham this year. I'm just not going to put up with it anymore. So, yeah, I'd like to get some answers on that. Good. Appreciate it. Guys, bye. bye. Okay. Yeah. Um, in order to get a dongless turkey, um, you can buy any turkey. They're all dongless. That's the neck, Chad. Um, you can buy a hen frozen at your local Walmart. Yeah. If you buy a duck, the neck is still attached. That's not a dong. It's a neck. Also, the neck is good for boiling and making it into gravy with the giblets. Giblets. I like saying giblets. Yeah. Uh, Giblet gravy. Also, like, don't buy Butterball. Why not Butterball? It's still got the testicles on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. No, it was good. Okay, yeah, Chad, that's, that's, nah, those are gizzards. Those are, it's turkey neck. Uh, it's used to reduce. Uh, uh, before my dog passed away, I would make, I would cook it up and give it to him. He really liked that. But yeah, it's just for making stock with mostly. So you yeah. were right on the money, but it's not a dick broth. It's just turkey broth. Yeah, it's not a dong. It's not a turkey dong. Turkeys have cloacas, so like they're birds. Yep, it's one hole for everything. Uh, no, no, no dicks. Birds are dickless. Yep, yep. So are reptiles. Except for alligators. No, it's still a cloaca. That was a penis, though. Mm. Constantly hard. It was more like a, an injection needle. Anyways. Yeah, so... You don't have to worry about it, Chad. Uh, you don't have to have that awkward conversation with your wife. Uh... I uh, should have listened to these before I played them, I think. No, no, I like it better this way. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been caught off guard with a couple of these <laughs> uh, centaurs and turkey dicks, and we're going to have a weird show wrap-up. This is my favorite, so. Okay, we've got one more, and that is from Zach, although I do not believe it is the Zach that emails us. Oh, okay. Now, this one in, seems to be a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Yo, what's up? I wanted to call in today to talk about a director. I think that me and Doug share the same passion about Quentin Tarantino. There was something that happened to me that I wanted to talk about, and it was so special to me because it's not like this is a connection that's well-known. I know that he likes to create things in the same universe, i.e., the red apple cigarettes. I may get that wrong, and that's a shame. There's a cigarette company that kind of like transforms itself, and then it's in multiple movies. There's something that happened. And I was watching Glorious Bastards. Now, this has been a minute, right? When I was first watching Glorious Bastards, there's a song that pops up. And when it popped up, like the visceral... I mean, just like 
holy shit. Like, I mean, it's like, it's in your face. It's in your ears. I mean, there's no escaping it. Like, it's just like this score is so amazing. And I went on a hunt for it. And at the time I was making YouTube videos and I was actually trying to use that song in one of my videos that I was editing. And I stumbled across it and I found out who it was. And at the time I didn't put anything together. The song I'm talking about is when Shoshana was trying to get the venue changed and they were with the, uh, was it Gerbils? 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 Where? I can't remember his name. And uh, General, ah, shit. I mean, it's been a minute since I've, I've watched this. Zorg, I, I, I can't remember. The, 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 the internal German, German movie is about this general. Anyways, they're trying to change the venue. Shoshana's at the dinner table with a whole bunch of high-ranking officials. And in walks in Hans Landa. Now, if you guys know the movie and you know how she escaped the grips of Hans Landa, what he did to her family, what he did to her family, and just the emotions that she had been going through. That music was playing at that scene. As soon as he walked up, in her presence, that song started playing. Fast forward many years down the line, and I still remember searching for that song. I still know that song very well. To like, I don't know, three weeks ago. And my dad, I was talking to my dad, who was giving me movies to watch. And he just watched the movie. Hey, it's a good one. Uh, you should try You should check it out. It's got that Barbara Hershey in it. And it's called The Entity. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'll check that out. It was like an 80s movie, horror movie. And I started watching it. And every time that the entity is on the screen terrorizing her, that song is playing. As soon as that song hits, you know it. I mean, it is some heavy, rifting metal. I mean, it is, like I said, it's in your face. It's, you guys should listen to it somehow. I don't know. Just to get that. It's unbelievable. So I'm watching the movie, and that song hits, and it just immediately takes me to that dinner scene in Inglorious Bastards. I'm like, whoa, you know, whoa, 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 that's that song, you know? So I started looking up the entity, and it was like by like Charles Bernstein is one that made that song for Entity. But he was also like the composer for, I think, Nightmare on Elm Street, if I'm not mistaken. So he does a lot of horror stuff. That he exclusively used that song when the entity was in the presence of Shoshana, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, when the entity was in the presence of Barbara Hershey, I can't remember her name in the movie, and you knew the entity was around because of that song. Now, rewind to when I was watching Horace Bastards, you know, and then, like, you know, I, I, I see the scene, and then I'm starting to think about how big of a movie buff that Quentin Tarantino is, and, and he doesn't do things by accident, doesn't do things by mistake. That scene is representative for paying homage to that movie, but it's representing the terror, the horror that Hans has put Shoshana through. And it's just like that little connection, just seeing that, and like I said, this is a connection that probably is made by nobody, but I was able to pick it up and it's just another reason why I connect so well with Tarantino. I just love how deep uh, his playwrights are. Everything about him is just almost genius. And I just 
still one of the only directors that I will go to the movies and watch. I mean, there's still other movie genres I would go, but like that is a guarantee. Don't care what day it is, I'm there watching a movie. So, I want to know from you guys, what was something that a director did, a movie, uh, something special that they did that really made you take a step back? Like, holy shit. That's it. Like, that's what makes him, that's what makes me and this guy connect. Uh, you, you may not even have that connection with directors. I don't know. But just let me know. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. All right. Uh, Kevin Smith also has cigarettes in his uh, pack of nails. That's the big one. And mm-hmm. then uh, Chulis, the gum. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently watched uh, the Clerks 3 movie. I didn't realize that was out yet. No, it's already out. Um, I watched it. Uh, it was... It was rough. Like, it, it was good. It was sad. Like... Um, all of his movies kind of interrelate, and you can kind of see him grow as an as a person, as a director, um, throughout them. Because like the first Clerks movie was it's, it's fantastic, and then the farther they go, they get a little out there, then they come back in. And I'm not talking about Yoga Hosers because that movie's awful. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of all those movies, so like I, I get what you're saying. Um, also, that that particular scene he's talking about reminds me of some stuff in Django, which also is directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So I, I get I get the feeling of that. Also, Inglorious Bastards, great movie. Um, you always got to have a uh, cream on your uh, schnitzel. Yeah, that's not a, it's not a sexual joke either. Mm. I feel like it kind of is. Kind of. Go ahead. Okay, so. One, Kevin Smith. I'm gonna I'm gonna hot take this one here. Uh I think since he started smoking weed, he's lost a lot of what he had. Uh a lot of his later works I am not a huge fan of because I just feel like he's too far up his own butt. Which is sad because when I was like a teenager, I would I watched clerks all the time on VHS. That's how old I am. I saw Mallrats in the theater. I was like one of the six people to see that movie in the theater. Uh, like, I loved those movies. Chasing Amy is still one of my favorite movies, easily in my top ten. But I, I do feel like post Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, when he started smoking marijuana, especially after Tusk, like it, he really fell off. Uh, which is a bummer for me. As far as Quentin Tarantino, obviously, yeah, he's interconnected. I'm sure that you're right, Zach, that he was trying to play up the terror that Shoshana had with the entity in the movie. I mean, and we know he's a huge 80s film buff as well. Like, he loves a good 80s horror movie, so I'm sure that you're right on that. Now, for myself, as far as a director that has done something that just hits me, And I'm like, oh, fuck, I love that so much. Like, I'm a Carpenter guy, so obviously, like, the first Halloween movie, when Loomis looks out and Michael Myers is gone, and, like, that's the first real, like, you know, slasher coming back, uh, monster isn't dead thing that, like, like, every movie does that now. But that was the first, and 
just the ambience that he does there and the 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 tension building in that entire closing and then also like he sort of does the same thing and that's what i love about carpenter is that he knows how to build a scene so like in the thing you know the scene where they're all tied up and he's testing the blood uh he just knows how to heighten tension and that's the thing that gets me is like when i'm watching a carpenter movie i'm waiting for this the tension because he plays it so well and then he does a lot of his own music which just i think uh, helps to sell the entirety of the scene. So I'm going to go with Carpenter in that manner. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So that was five voicemails. That was T and Y all together. Yeah. So, thanks guys. Keep keep calling us. Uh, 765-242-5978. That's the squirrel line. You can also email us at draftyq at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Instagrams. We're trying to post clips and give you guys little snippets each week at Drafty Quarters Productions on the grams, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. Check, please. Oh, yep. Check, please. Okay, what did we learn today? Well, today we learned that D is for deals, where you can get amazing Black Friday deals. Yeah. Um, and that'll be in two days. And, you know, you can get all those online so you don't have to wait. You don't even have to leave the house. You don't even have to put on pants. Uh, we learned that R is for reconnect. And I gave some drink cocktails that you can make at home for so you don't have to go out. And if you do go out, make sure you get an Uber, a Lyft, a, cat, a taxi, a Jordan, whatever. Yeah, don't drink and drive, okay? Uh, we learned that A is for after school specials and that Nathan needs to watch more inform informational TV. Yeah, I watched a lot of cartoons during that time. Uh, we learned that F is for film. And there are a lot of good Thanksgiving films. And a lot of films that people think are Thanksgiving that aren't. That's true. And then we learned to thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. That was really nice, by the it way. Was I nice. like that we did yeah. that together. That was unprompted. It never is prompted. Uh... So thank you guys. We really appreciate like all of the listeners and the uh, interaction that we're getting from our listeners. Uh, I I love the emails from Zach. I love the the voicemails from everybody. Like Grover every week doing it. I want to thank you for that. You know Zach, Bill, Chad, ba Bandy was 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 his name Bandy. I think his name was Bandy. Bandy guys, thanks. I appreciate it. Like I got some texts too. Like I'm really not gonna read text messages from the squirrel line. Uh, it's really for voicemails. Uh, you know. But if you want to just you know type something out, that would be more for draftyq at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving and uh, protect your nuts.